Data Smart, a weekly podcast on data security, information management, and all things related to the data you have, how to protect it, and maximize its value. I'm Jay Ward. And I'm Christian Ward. Today we're going to discuss the changes that are likely to continue to happen to the California Consumer Privacy Act. Uh, Jay, the, the CCPA or the California CPA or the, uh, was it AB375? Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of names. Uh, so even the name's changing. But uh, as we're looking at this, uh, I saw on my Twitter feed uh, a post from Angelique Carson, who is the editor of the IAPP's uh, Privacy Advisor. It's a great mo- monthly publication. Lots of different viewpoints, but she did a whole great write-up about uh, the California uh, Consumer Privacy Act and uh, how it was passed, the unlikely three-person team of the financier and the, the CIA. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a, just a Clancy novel waiting to happen. Um, actually, I'm kind of glad it didn't go quite Clancy. Uh, they all seem to be alive and well, given her interviews. But um, the, the fascinating thing is um, it's now available, since it did not go through the ballot initiative, and it was passed by the legislature in what appeared to be you know, a havoc of the last 72 hours, um, it doesn't really seem like that's what's happening. It seems like um, there were a lot of changes that were expected. Some of them are coming through. And not last week, the first technical changes or technical guides um, were announced. Um, what, are you, what are you seeing? What's the first big thing that's, that's, that's changed? I think the biggest issue, um, it's not even really an issue. It's more about the capping some of the uh, potential damages. Mm-hmm. Um, so limiting penalties to $7,500 per instance for the California Attorney General lawsuits, um, sort of cabining the AG's power. Um, there's sort of a small proviso that changes the way you can bring a personal cause of action. So it's really just for unencrypted or unredacted data that gets that gets out. Right. Um, and again, in the in the bill, like truly naked data, like right, it, yeah, right. Yeah. If you remember the Panera breach earlier yes. this year, um, where they had just everything kept in plain text on a website. Uh, it was like a GeoCities site. You know, there's like a dancing baby on the top. It's yes. like, here's your social security number. That's right. Um, I'm just kidding. I love Panera. Um, so there was there's a little, little limitation on uh, the possibility for, for damages. And then some cabining of the personal identification definition, so personal yes. information. And to me, that's, that's actually the most meaningful because yeah. what we're – there's always going to be a push on the nature, scope, extent, and size of damages. That's that's always going to happen. Which I I, I think is um, according to uh, Angelique's article, and uh, there have been other reports. It's the main thing that the the big technology companies initially were like, "Hey, wait, you can't have this right. personal right to action of a thousand dollars, for instance." I mean, the the numbers got so astronomical so yeah. fast yeah. that I, I I get that. I think that's a, a a legitimate business concern. I don't blame any of them for going after that. But the definition of what is um, personal information that's really where we see some fascinating maneuvering um, yeah. to really limit the scope of of uh, of the of the law. Yeah. So the, the there is a just a massive lobbying effort underway right now, and you know people talk about well it was passed and done in seventy two hours and all of this other kind of stuff about about the bill almost in an attempt to denigrate uh, the the passage of it, but they passed the bill. Yeah, but that's also not and, and I think she uh, I don't know if it was Angelique's article or or, or another one that I was reading yesterday, but um, they, they also talk about that's not really what happened. It didn't no. it didn't it was months and months of negotiation of and and it was just, you know, yes, did they have sort of a bullet to the legislature's head to say or a gun to the head saying, "Hey, you have to get this done." Yeah. But they all really were talking for months about this. It, it, it's just 
I think the concern was once the deadline passed, now there really is no urgency to to prevent or to block. The only thing that's going to keep this thing in check is if almost like private citizenry or legislature you know decides actually this is a really important issue yeah. and we're not going to water this thing down so much that it's you know it finds its way to the useless category. Well, and that's I think what's an interesting facet about all this. You know, as I'm saying, it's there was a lot of people who are unhappy about its passage, but. It passed, and now it's on the books. So the lobbying effort that wasn't able to happen during that period when, to be honest, people just weren't paying attention. Right. Uh, now there's this furious effort to you know, to change it, and the tech groups, um, the largest tech companies, are lobbying not just in Sacramento, but in D.C. In DC. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's, it's going to be an uphill battle. There's a lot to talk about in terms of the development of privacy law in the U.S. There's like four or five different proposals that are currently out. Um, but the idea that the federal government right now is going to produce a law that not only regulates privacy across sectors, but does it in a way that preempts state law, I just, it's, I don't see it. You've already talked I, about this. Right, so like, this like, was like, it, just, yeah, yeah, not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so it may happen eventually, but there's no, there's a tenuous relationship in my mind between what's being discussed in Washington now, which is like fintech changes or, you know, really limited changes to, like, the NIST guidelines. But that's not a big law that's going to come out. It's not the American GDPR. So the real question in my mind is not how are we going to, you know, talk around the edges of, you know, the amount of potential damages. And, it, I mean, we gamed it out. There were... In the Yahoo breach, it was like a three hundred billion dollar. Yeah, it was. Um, it was I mean, it wasn't that bad. I, yeah, I take it. Yeah. I mean, three hundred billion. Yeah. I take that. Yeah. Um, but the for me, it's the personal information. That's the most important thing. And California did this interesting thing in the law where they didn't make it about an individual data subject. The language is all about consumers or households. Um, and there's a lot of interesting philosophical questions about why they went with that. Consumer is typically the way that um, California puts these laws into place because it's they all sort of emanate from California's approach to um, the unfair competition law and the false advertising law. Those are like the really robust baby FTC acts right. that California has. So this law is still sort of within the framework of consumers, but they added in this household mm -hmm. language. So now the question is, when we're defining personal identification under CalCPA, are we talking about an inferential leap from data I have about you, Christian, mm -hmm. as a dad, right. to the rest of the kids? Because if the data doesn't pertain to you, it pertains to the kids. There's a lot of questions here, and there haven't been, so far, any major changes to the, to the definition of personal information. Right. And it's broad. I mean, right. it really does. I mean, I'm looking at it, it's 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 personal information, if it identifies, relates to, describes, is capable of being associated with, or could be reasonably linked directly or indirectly with a particular consumer or household. Yeah. That's in some ways broader than GDPR. Yeah. Um, so it's... It makes me laugh because, I mean, amount around, uh, look, in, in our household, there were nicknames for everybody. And uh, even my daughter, you know, I could call her Red, uh, one of my daughters. And it's kind of funny. That's both a descriptor and her name. But uh, the, 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 the issue is... Um, people are trying to get their arms around if I have a partial photo of me and they're in the background and it, w one could reasonably identify them in the photo, then that's personal information, uh, certainly according to the GDPR. Um, how that sort of translates here um, in the U.S., will be fascinating to watch. I don't think California, as you said, is going to drive the whole country's agenda. No. But I think if we end up with 30 or 50 
different definitions uh, because some states are likely to get together and at least decide similarly. But if we end up with a ton of different viewpoints, then there comes a need for an overarching understanding and whether that's a federal interpretation or how that would get done. Um, the other issue that I see is um, there was a discussion about uh, whether something included a sale. And you and I talked about this when we saw the first draft of the ballot initiative, not the law, um, because it talked about uh, sale. And um, one of my major concerns with this is, and has always been, the vast, uh, not necessarily misuse, but use of this data today is to build audience information to market and to target people um, with advertising or outreach or lead generation. And these are really important business practices. Um, that that, you're not really buying data in that case. It's not a sale in a currency exchange sort of way. It's that the data is the tool by which the audience is prepared, but you're actually buying ads, not data. And so I, I think there's to some degree that could be a really big hole for people to drive uh, the truck through to say, hey, it's business as usual, everybody uh, back, back, you know, nothing to see here, please disperse. Well, so the interesting thing is that the law does talk about whether there is, it's not just uh, if it's sold, but it's also a commercial purpose. Yeah. So transferred to another person for a commercial purpose. So the idea is if you're receiving it for a commercial purpose, it is tantamount to being a purchase. Um, because but that's what it says today. What, what I'm saying is, what I'm really concerned yeah. about is I really think that's the part where that that's the line that... Because uh, California also was very focused on data brokers, which is funny because a lot of them have headquarters in California. But right. but um, the, 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 they really wanted people to not be able to forward on uh, uh, the, the, the data right. for additional... Uh, processing to use a GDPR term, but really they, they were trying to prevent that. And uh, part of that concern is, is if they mess around with that definition of sale or transfer, uh, I, I think I think it's going to get watered down to you a point where it really it. doesn't have any teeth, and it, it would take a massive breach and attorney generals who wants to get reelected. That sort of you know perfect storm for this to actually amount to anything. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. Um, I mean, to be clear, the attorney general of California, regardless of who it is, always really wants to be reelected because they end up being senators. Um, so <laughs> historically, just ask Kamala yes, Harris. Yes, like yes, it's yes. it's a nice yes. little jump. Yes, uh, to DC. Um, <laughs> But I, I, from my perspective, if, the, if California's law is watered down or if it's changed, it will obviously have an operational effect on businesses and have an effect on how this law is, is interpreted and applied. But I think having this out there at all is a big step for this country. Um, you know, I think it would be a great thing if the ALI or you know the bar associations around the country came together and worked on a, a model uniform data protection act that yeah. the states could just follow and be like, okay, this seems reasonable mm -hmm. because you'd get buy-in from a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. That would be good. Um, at least it would it would encourage uniformity in the absence of a federal statute. Um, and in general, the federal government, when there's a, a model law. Kind of stays away. Um, they, you know, but this is such a big issue and such a big industry. It's, you know, at some point the feds are going to be like, oh, I can regulate this and control it. Well, well, look, um, I, I'm sure everyone at this point has seen, I don't know, 15, 20 articles that say, "Is data the new currency?" Um, it's one of my favorite titles because uh, um, it's 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 kind of hilarious because technically currency was and always is data. Like it wasn't like you know it, it didn't suddenly become that. All currency is data to begin with. It even literally has numbers on it um, and ID numbers. Like it is data, um, but. 
that concept of data as currency, we like to point out to people, um, is anyone listening aware of any currency that's not highly regulated? Bitcoin. I mean, other than Bitcoin, um, which obviously everyone is rushing to regulate uh, in some way, shape or form. Currency and where money is, is where all the regulation goes. There has never been, nor will there ever be, an area where money, investment dollars, and enormous wealth is that is not highly taxed and regulated. That is just the nature of um, ensuring that those goods and services, look at our you know financial system today, look at the stock market when it was completely unregulated, yeah. and as more and more money poured into it, more and more regulation uh, follows. So I think to, 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 to look at data and say, well, I buy into that data is a currency. Uh, and then I point out that currency is actually money. It's a monetary exchange system. Uh, so that means data is money, uh, which a lot of people have said. Obviously, the, the rise in the term big data on Google Trends is hilarious. It just spikes and just keeps going strong. We all think there's a lot of money to be made in data. So if it's a currency, I just assure everyone the regulation is not going to slow down. It's going to keep speeding up. And yes, it starts with just like regular currency did, the initial laws around currency are around theft, or if it was stolen, or if it was counterfeited, right. or it was all these much more deep uh, uh, legal questions will come later. But right now, we're just trying to figure out the first basic laws around how to handle a new type of currency, uh, which is data. Well, think about it this way. All of the original blue sky laws, which were the first securities laws in this country, were enacted by the states. And they were called blue sky laws because yes. the notion was you're this has no basis but the clear blue sky. Yes. It was a it was a fraud prevention measure. Right. And it was intended to protect the public. Um and, well, some very small members of the this yes. limited number of the public, yes. but still to protect them from fraud and to give them control over the security and safety of the transactions. And that's exactly where we are now. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening now. And and so I think as we look at this, uh, you also, um, uh, just to mention, I think it was, was it last week that the FTC opened up a comment period on just privacy laws in general? What would, yes. what, what just happened? So the FTC is doing sort of an open invitation for conversations over the next couple months about data issues, consumer rights, and um, it's really just... Uh, it's a listening campaign for them to sort of get an idea and gauge where people are. It's not like a proposed rulemaking notice and comment period. This is really just, hey, let's have a conversation. But the reaction has been just really intense. They, oh, really? They, they've gotten these like huge long briefs like, Cal CPA is bad for America. Yeah. And the FTC is like, I, I, I didn't ask for this. This is I don't want this. This isn't responsive to my question. Thank you very much, sir. This is a Wendy's drive-thru. Um, so it was just the whole thing is is very interesting because people are really worked up, and I understand why. Um, but you have to know your audience. It's classic. No, but what what do you want? Yeah. Oh, oh, dog and a beer. Dog and a beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think anytime the government's just like, hey, you know, we'd love to have a, a dialogue, and there's this much pent up concern on both sides yeah. of what does it mean, and and how do we take some of the European. Uh, historical view of privacy as a right and the U.S. Uh, concept of free enterprise, free market, and data as currency. How do we bring these things together in a, in a, a sort of a, a joyous, united front? And you're gonna you're asking for trouble. You're asking for a, for a pretty uh, a strong fight. So I mean, it's like a live version of reading the comments in a, to a YouTube video. That's right. <laughs> it's just, just right. don't do right, it. Right. Mystery Science Theater th three thousand right there. Um, so I think uh, you know the the fascinating thing about the California law is. It's going to be a you know sort of this micro theater of a grander state. 
stage. You're right. So we're getting the, the basic version today that we'll be able to unpack over the next several months, get our arms around it, see what happened, what changed. I'm sure the changes as they're released will get a lot of um, back and forth discussion, uh, perhaps in the media, perhaps in the press. And I don't say this with any you know dark uh, uh, hope in my heart. I literally hope we don't have any more major data breaches, but they do tend to pop up on the average of one a day. So it's likely that there will always be fuel to throw on this fire uh, to have the dialogue keep going. Um, and I guess, you know, there's probably another financier that could, you know, throw another ballot initiative on in a couple years if this doesn't go the way they want it to, right? right? That's kind of the fascinating thing about that California ballot initiative process. Um, does any other state have that, by the way? There are ballot initiatives in other states, but not with the sort of um, ability for yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a harumph out of that yeah, guy. Yeah, California, um, California Holy cow. really does. So uh, excellent. So we're going to continue to monitor it. I, I think we're you know we'll, we'll certainly talk about it as it as it comes to to market uh, over the next uh, uh, months. But this will be a fascinating discussion going forward. And if you don't uh, follow the IAPP or Angelique Carson, um, uh, they always have really great. Uh, thought on this. Uh, you should definitely check them out on Twitter and follow their account as well. Um, that's it for this week of Are You Data Smart? Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks again. Thanks again.